Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Stories for the Road. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and the story is The Mark of Zorro. Today, chapters 7 through 9. And now, chapter 7, A Different Sort of Man. Don Carlos lost no time in hurrying out to the veranda again, since he had been listening and so knew what had happened, and endeavoring to placate the embarrassed Don Diego Vega. Though there was consternation in his heart, he contrived to chuckle and make light of the occurrence. "'Women are fitful and filled with fancies, senor,' he said. "'At times they will rail at those whom they in reality adore. There's no telling the workings of a woman's mind. She cannot explain it with satisfaction herself.' "'But I scarcely understand,' Don Diego gasped. "'I used my words with care. Surely I said nothing to insult or anger the senorita.' "'She would be wooed, I take it, in the regular fashion. "'Do not despair, senor. "'Both her mother and myself have agreed "'that you are a proper man for her husband. "'It is customary that a maid fight off a man to a certain extent, "'and then surrender. "'It appears to make the surrender the sweeter. "'Perhaps the next time you visit us she will be more agreeable. "'I feel quite sure of it.' "'So Don Diego shook hands with Don Carlos Polito "'and mounted his horse and rode slowly down the trail.' and Don Carlos turned about and entered his house again and faced his wife and daughter, standing before the latter with his hands on his hips and regarding her with something akin to sorrow. "'He is the greatest catch in all the country!' Doña Catalina was wailing, and she dabbed her eyes with a delicate square of filmy lace. "'He has wealth and position, and could mend my broken fortunes if he were but my son-in-law,' Don Carlos declared, not taking his eyes from his daughter's face." "'He has a magnificent house and a hacienda besides, "'and the best horses near Reina de Los Angeles, "'and he is sole heir to his wealthy father,' Doña Catalina said. "'One whisper from his lips into the ear of his excellency, the governor, "'and a man is made, or unmade,' added Don Carlos. "'He is handsome!' "'I grant you both that,' exclaimed the senorita Lolita, "'lifting her pretty head and glaring at them bravely.' "'This is what angers me. "'What a lover the man could be, if he would. "'Is it anything to make a girl proud "'to have it said that the man she married "'never looked at another woman, "'and so did not select her "'after dancing and talking "'and playing at love with others? "'He preferred you to all others, "'else you would not have written out today,' "'Don Carlos said. "'Well, certainly it must have fatigued him,' "'the girl said. "'Why does he let himself be made "'the laughingstock of the country?' "'He is handsome, and rich, and talented. "'He has health, and could lead all the other young men. "'And yet he scarcely has enough energy to dress himself. "'I doubt not.' "'This is all beyond me,' Doña Catalina wailed. "'When I was a girl, there was nothing like this. "'An honorable man come seeking you as a wife. "'Were he less honorable, and more of a man, "'I might look at him a second time,' said the senorita. "'You must look at him more than a second time,' put in Don Carlos, with some authority in his manner. "'You cannot throw away such a fine chance. Think on it, my daughter. Be in a more amiable mood when Don Diego calls again.' Then he hurried to the patio on pretense that he wished to speak to a servant, but in reality to get away from the scene. Don Carlos had proved himself to be a courageous man in his youth, and now he was a wise man also, and hence he knew better than to participate in an argument between women.' Soon the siesta hour was at hand, and the senorita Lolita went into the patio and settled herself on a little bench near the fountain. 
Her father was dozing on the veranda, and her mother in her room, and the servants were scattered, sleeping also. But Senorita Lolita could not sleep, for her mind was busy. She knew her father's circumstances, of course, for it had been some time since he could hide them, and she wanted, naturally, to see him in excellent fortune again. She knew, too, that did she wed with Don Diego Vega, her father was made whole, for a Vega would not let the relatives of his wife be in any but the best of circumstances. She called up before her a vision of Don Diego's handsome face, and wondered what it would be like if lighted with love and passion. "'Twere a pity the man was so lifeless,' she told herself. "'But to wed a man who suggested sending a native servant to serenade her in his own place?' The splashing of the water in the fountain lulled her to sleep, and she curled up in one end of the bench, her cheek pillowed in one tiny hand, her black hair cascading to the ground. And suddenly she was awakened by a touch on her arm, and sat up quickly, and then would have screamed, except that a hand was crushed against her lips to prevent her. Before her stood a man whose body was enveloped in a long cloak, and whose face was covered with a black mask, so that she could see nothing of his features except his glittering eyes. She had heard Signor Zorro, the highwayman, described, and she guessed that this was he, and her heart almost ceased to beat, she was so afraid. "'Silence, and no harm comes to you, Signorita,' the man whispered hoarsely. "'You... you are...' she questioned on her breath. He stepped back, removed his sombrero, and bowed low before her. "'You have guessed it, my charming Signorita,' he said. "'I am known as Signor Zorro.' "'the curse of Capistrano. "'And you are here? "'I mean you no harm, "'no harm to any of this hacienda, Signorita. "'I punish those who are unjust, "'and your father is not that. "'I admire him greatly. "'Rather would I punish those who do him evil "'than to touch him. "'I... I thank you, Signor. "'I am weary, "'and the hacienda is an excellent place to rest,' "'he said. "'I knew it to be the siesta hour.' "'also, and thought everyone would be asleep. "'It were a shame to awaken you, Signorita, "'but I felt that I must speak. "'Your beauty would hinge a man's tongue in its middle "'so that both ends might be free to sing your praises.' "'Signorita Lolita had the grace to blush. "'I would that my beauty affected other men so,' she said. "'And does it not? "'Is it that the Signorita Lolita lacks suitors? "'That cannot be possible.' "'It is nevertheless, Signor. "'There are few bold enough to seek to ally themselves with the family of Polito, "'since it is out of favor with the powers. "'There is one suitor,' she went on. "'But he does not seem to put much life into his wooing.' "'Ha! A laggard in love? And in your presence? "'What ails the man? Is he ill?' "'He is so wealthy that I suppose he thinks he has but to request it, "'and a maiden will agree to wed him.' "'What an imbecile! "'Tis the wooing gives the spice to the romance. "'But you, Signor, "'somebody may come and see you here. "'You may be captured. "'And you do not wish to see a highwayman captured? "'Perhaps it would mend your father's fortune "'were he to capture me. "'The governor is much vexed, I understand, "'concerning my operations. "'You... you had best go,' she said. "'There speaks mercy in your heart. "'You know that capture would mean my death.' "'Yet must I risk it, and tarry a while.' "'He seated himself upon the bench, "'and Signorita Lolita moved away as far as she could, "'and then started to rise. "'But Signor Zorro had been anticipating that. 
he grasped one of her hands, and before she guessed his intention, had bent forward, raising the bottom of his mask, and pressed his lips to its pink, moist palm. "'Signor!' she cried, and jerked her hand away. "'It were bold, yet a man must express his feelings,' he said. "'I have not offended beyond forgiveness, I hope.' "'Go, signor, else I make an outcry.' "'And get me executed?' "'You are but a thief of the high road.' "'Yet I love life as any other man. "'I shall call out, signor. "'There is a reward offered for your capture. "'Such pretty hands would not handle blood money. "'Go! "'Ah, signorita, you are cruel. "'A sight of you sends the blood pounding through a man's veins. "'A man would fight a whore to the bidding of your sweet lips. "'Signor! "'A man would die in your defense, signorita. "'Such grace! "'Such fresh beauty!' "'For the last time, Signor, I shall make an outcry, "'and your fate be on your own head. "'Your hand again, and I go. "'It may not be. "'Then here I sit until they come and take me. "'No doubt I shall not have to wait long. "'That big Sergeant Gonzales is on the trail, I understand, "'and may have discovered track of me. "'He will have soldiers with him. "'Signor, for the love of the saints!' "'Your hand.' "'She turned her back and gave it and once more he pressed his lips to the palm, and then she felt herself being turned slowly, and her eyes looked deep into his. A thrill seemed to run through her. She realized that he retained her hand, and she pulled it away, and then she turned and ran quickly across the patio and into the house. With her heart pounding at her ribs, she stood behind the curtains at a window and watched. Signor Zorro walked slowly to the fountain and stooped to drink. Then he put his sombrero on, "'looked once at the house and stalked away. "'She heard the galloping hooves of a horse die in the distance. "'A thief! Yes, a man!' she breathed. "'If Don Diego had only half as much dash and courage. "'We'll return with Chapter 8, right after these sponsor messages. "'And now back to Chapter 8, Don Carlos Plays a Game.' She turned away from the window, thankful that none of the household had seen Signor Zorro or knew of his visit. The remainder of the day she spent on the veranda, half the time working on some lace she was making, and the other half gazing down the dusty trail that ran toward the highway. And then came evening, and down by the natives' adobe huts big fires were lighted, and the natives gathered round them to cook and eat and speak of the events of the day. Inside the house the evening meal had been prepared, and the family was about to sit at table, "'when someone knocked upon the door. "'An Indian ran to open it, "'and Signor Zorro strode into the room. "'His sombrero came off, he bowed, "'and then he raised his head "'and looked at the speechless Doña Catalina "'and the half-terrified Don Carlos. "'I trust you will pardon this intrusion,' he said. "'I am the man known as Signor Zorro, "'but do not be frightened, for I have not come to rob.' "'Don Carlos got slowly upon his feet, while Senorita Lolita gasped at this display of the man's courage, and feared he would mention the visit of the afternoon, of which she had refrained from telling her mother. "'Scoundrel!' Don Carlos roared. "'You dare to enter an honest house?' "'I am no enemy of yours, Don Carlos,' Senor Zorro replied. "'In fact, I have done some things that should appeal to a man who has been persecuted.' "'That was true,' Don Carlos knew, but he was too wise to admit it, and so speak treason.' Heaven knew he was enough in the bad graces of the governor now without offending him more by treating with courtesy this man for whose carcass the governor had offered a reward. 
"'What do you wish here?' he asked. "'I crave your hospitality, senor. "'In other words, I would eat and drink. "'I am a caballero, hence make my claim in justice. "'Whatever good blood once flowed in your veins "'has been fouled by your actions,' Don Carlos said. "'A thief and highwayman has no claim upon the hospitality of this hacienda.' "'I take it that you fear to feed me, since the governor may hear of it,' Signor Zorro answered. "'You may say that you were forced to do it, and that will be the truth.' Now one hand came from beneath the cloak, and it held a pistol. Joña Catalina shrieked and fainted, and Signorita Lolita cowered in her chair. "'Doubly a scoundrel, since you frighten women!' Don Carlos exclaimed angrily. "'Since it is death to refuse, you may have meat and drink.' "'but I ask you to be caballero enough "'to allow me to remove my wife to another room "'and call a native woman to care for her.' "'By all means,' Signor Zorro said, "'but the senorita remains here as hostage "'for your good conduct in return.' Don Carlos glanced at the man and then at the girl "'and saw that the latter was not afraid. "'He picked his wife up in his arms "'and bore her through the doorway, "'roaring for servants to come. "'Signor Zorro walked around the end of the table.' "'bowed to Lolita again, and sat down in a chair beside her. "'Now this is foolishness, no doubt, "'but I had to see your beaming face again,' he said. "Senor, "'The sight of you this afternoon started a conflagration in my heart, senorita. "'The touch of your hand was new life to me.' "'Lolita turned away, her face flaming, "'and Senor Zorro moved his chair nearer and reached for her hand, "'but she eluded him. "'The longing to hear the music of your voice, senorita, "'may lure me here often,' he said. "'Senor, you must never come again. "'I was lenient with you this afternoon, "'but I cannot be again. "'The next time I shall shriek, and you will be taken.' "'You would not be so cruel,' he said. "'Your fate will be on your head, senor.' "'Then Don Carlos came back into the room, "'and Senor Zorro arose and bowed once more. "'I trust your wife has recovered from her swoon,' he said. "'I regret that the sight of my poor pistol frightened her.' "'She is recovered,' Don Carlos said. "'I believe you said that you wished meat and drink. "'Now that I come to think of it, senor, "'you have indeed done some things I have admired, "'and I am happy to grant you hospitality for a time. "'A servant shall furnish you food immediately.' "'Don Carlos walked to the door, called a native, and gave his orders.' Don Carlos was well pleased with himself. Carrying his wife into the next room had given him his chance, for servants had answered his call, and among them had been one he trusted. And he had ordered the man to take the swiftest horse and ride like the wind the four miles to the Pueblo, and there to spread the alarm that Señor Zorro was at the Pulido Hacienda. His object now was to delay this Señor Zorro as much as possible, for he knew the soldiers would come, and the highwaymen be killed or captured, and truly the governor would admit that Don Carlos was entitled to some consideration for what he had done. "'You must have had some stirring adventures, senor,' Don Carlos said, as he returned to the table. "'A few,' the highwayman admitted. "'There was that affair at Santa Barbara, for instance. I never did hear the straight of that.' "'I dislike to speak of my own work, senor.' "'Please,' the senorita Lolita begged. "'and so Signor Zorro overcame his scruples for the time being. "'It really was nothing,' he said. "'I arrived in the vicinity of Santa Barbara at sunset. "'There is a fellow there who runs a store, "'and he had been beating natives and stealing from the frailes, 
"'he would demand that the Frailes sell him goods from the mission, "'and then complain that the weight was short, "'and the governor's men would make the Frailes deliver more. "'So I resolved to punish the man.' "'Pray continue, Signor,' said Don Carlos, "'bending forward as if deeply interested. "'I dismounted at the door of his building and walked inside. "'He had candles burning, "'and there were half a dozen fellows trading with him. "'I covered them with my pistol and drove them into a corner "'and ordered the storekeeper before me. "'I frightened him thoroughly "'and forced him to disgorge the money he had in a secret hiding place, "'and then I lashed him with a whip taken from his own wall "'and told him why I had done it. "'Excellent!' "'Don Carlos cried. "'Then I sprang upon my horse and dashed away. "'At a native's hut I made a placard, "'saying that I was a friend of the oppressed. "'Feeling particularly bold that evening, "'I galloped up to the door of the Presidio, "'brushed aside the sentry, "'who took me for a courier, "'and pinned the placard to the door of the Presidio "'with my knife. "'Just then the soldiers came rushing out. "'I fired over their heads, "'and while they were bewildered, "'I rode away into the hills. "'And escaped!' "'Don Carlos exclaimed. "'I am here. That is your answer. "'And why is the governor so particularly bitter against you, Signor? "'Don Carlos asked. "'There are other highwaymen to whom he gives not a thought.' "'Ha! I had a personal clash with His Excellency. "'He was driving from San Francisco de Assis to Santa Barbara on official business "'with an escort of soldiers about him. "'They stopped at a brook to refresh themselves, "'and the soldiers scattered while the governor spoke with his friends.' I was hiding in the forest, and suddenly dashed out and at them. Instantly I was at the open door of the coach. I presented my pistol at his head, and ordered him to hand over his fat purse, which he did. Then I spurred to his soldiers, upsetting several as I did so. "'And escaped!' Don Carlos cried. "'I am here,' assented Signor Zorro. The servant brought a tray of food and placed it before the highwayman, retreating as soon as possible, his eyes big with fear, and his hands trembling, for many weird tales have been told of this same Signor Zorro and his brutality, none of which were true. "'I am sure that you will pardon me,' Signor Zorro said, when I ask you to sit at the far end of the room. As I take each bite, I must raise the bottom of my mask, for I have no wish to become known. I put the pistol before me on the table, so, like this, to discourage treachery. And now, Don Carlos Pulido, I shall do justice to the meal you have furnished.' Don Carlos and his daughter sat where they had been directed, and the bandit ate with evident relish. Now and then he stopped to talk to them, and once he had Don Carlos send out for more wine, declaring it to be the best he had tasted for a year. Don Carlos was only too glad to oblige him. He was playing to gain time. He knew the horse the native rode, and judged that he had reached the Presidio at Reina de Los Angeles before this, and that the soldiers were on their way. If he could hold the Señor Zorro until they arrived— "'I'm having some food prepared for you to carry with you, Signor,' he said. "'You'll pardon me while I get it. "'My daughter will entertain you.' Signor Zorro bowed, and Don Carlos hurried from the room. "'But Don Carlos had made a mistake in his eagerness. "'It was an unusual thing for a girl to be left alone in the company of a man in such fashion, "'especially with a man known to be an outlaw. "'Signor Zorro guessed at once that he was being delayed purposely.' "'for again it was an unusual thing for a man like Don Carlos "'to go for the package of food himself "'when there were servants that could be called "'by mere clapping of the hands. "'Don Carlos, in fact, had gone into the other room "'to listen at a window for sounds of galloping horses. "'Senor!' Dolita whispered across the room. "'What is it, senorita? "'You must go at once. 
I'm afraid my father has sent for the soldiers. You were kind to warn me. Do I wish to see you taken here? Do I wish to see fighting and bloodshed? She asked. And that is the only reason, senorita? Will you not go, senor? I am loath to rush away from such a charming presence, senorita. May I come again at the next siesta hour? By the saints, no! This must end, senor Zorro. Go your way and take care. You have done some things that I admire. Hence I would not see you captured. Go north, as far as San Francisco de Assis, and turn honest, senor. It is the better way. Little priest, he said, shall you go? But your father has gone to fetch food for me, and could I depart without thanking him for his meal? Don Carlos came back into the room then, and Senor Zorro knew by the expression on his face that the soldiers were coming up the trail. The Don put a package on the table. Some food to carry with you, Senor, he said, and we would relish more of your reminiscences before you start on your perilous journey. I've spoken too much of myself already, Senor, and it ill becomes a caballero to do that. It were better that I thank you and leave you now. Uh, at least, Senor, drink another mug of wine. I fear, said Senor Zorro, that the soldiers are much too close, Don Carlos. The face of the Don went white at that, for the highwayman was picking up his pistol, and Don Carlos feared he was about to pay the price for his treacherous hospitality. "'but Signor Zorro made no move to fire. "'I forgive you this breach of hospitality, Don Carlos, "'because I am an outlaw, "'and there's been a price put upon my head. "'And also, I hold you no ill will because of it. "'Buenas noches, senorita. "'Señor, adios.' "'Then a terrified servant "'who knew little concerning the events of the evening "'rushed in at the door. "'Master, the soldiers are here,' he cried. "'They're surrounding the house.' We'll return with Chapter 9, right after this sponsor message. And now Chapter 9, The Clash of Blades. On the table, near its middle, was an imposing candelero in which half a score of candles burned brightly. Signor Zorro sprang toward it now, and with one sweep of his hand, dashed it to the floor, extinguishing all the candles in an instant, and plunging the room in darkness. He evaded the wild rush of Don Carlos, springing across the room so lightly that his soft boots made not the slightest noise to give news of his whereabouts. For an instant the Senorita Lolita felt a man's arm around her waist, gently squeezing it, felt a man's breath on her cheek, and heard a man's whisper in her ear, "'Until later, Senorita.' Don Carlos was bellowing like a bull to direct the soldiers to the scene, and already some of them were pounding at the front door." Signor Zorro rushed from the room and into the one adjoining, which happened to be the kitchen. The native servants fled before him as if he'd been a ghost, and he quickly extinguished all the candles that burned there. Then he ran to the door that opened into the patio, and raised his voice, and gave a call that was half moan and half shriek, a peculiar call, the like of which none at the Polito Hacienda had heard before. As the soldiers rushed in at the front door, and as Don Carlos called for a brand with which to light the candles again, the sound of galloping hoofs was heard from the rear of the patio. Some powerful horse was getting underway there, the soldiers guessed, immediately. The sound of hoofs died away in the distance, but the soldiers had noted the direction in which the horse was traveling. A fiend escapes, Sergeant Gonzalez shrieked, and he being in charge of the squad. To horse, and after him, I give the man who overtakes him one-third of all the reward. 
"'The big sergeant rushed from the house, "'the men at his heels, "'and they tumbled into their saddles "'and rode furiously through the darkness, "'following the sound of the beating hoofs. "'Lights! Lights!' "'Don Carlos was shrieking inside the house. "'A servant came with a brand, "'and the candles were lighted again. "'Don Carlos stood in the middle of the room, "'shaking his fist in impotent rage. "'Señorita Lolita crouched in a corner, "'her eyes wide with fear.' Doña Catalina, fully recovered now from her fainting spell, came from her own room to ascertain the cause of the commotion. "'The rascal got away,' Don Carlos said. "'It is to be hoped that the soldiers capture him.' "'At least he is clever and brave,' Senorita Lolita said. "'I grant him that, but he is a highwayman and a thief,' Don Carlos roared. "'Why should he torment me by visiting my house?' Senorita Lolita thought she knew, but she would be the last one to explain it to her parents. There was a faint blush on her face yet because of the arm that had squeezed her and the words that had been whispered in her ear. Don Carlos threw the front door open wide and stood in it, listening. To his ears came the sound of galloping hoofs once more. "'My sword!' he cried to a servant. "'Someone comes. It may be the rascal returning. It is but one rider. It is but one rider by the saints.' The galloping stopped. A man made his way across the veranda and hurried through the door into the room. "'Thank the good saints!' Don Carlos gasped. It was not the highwayman returned. It was Captain Ramon, commandante of the Presidio at Reina de Los Angeles. "'Where are my men?' the captain cried. "'Gone, senor. Gone after that pig of a highwayman,' Don Carlos informed him. "'He escaped?' "'He did, with your men surrounding the house.' "'He dashed the candles to the floor, ran to the kitchen. "'The men took after him. "'They're upon his heels, senor. "'Ha! It is to be hoped that they catch this pretty bird. "'He's a thorn in the side of the soldiery. "'We do not catch him, and because we do not, "'the governor sends sarcastic letters by his courier. "'This senor Zorro is a clever gentleman, "'but he will be captured yet.' "'And then Captain Ramon walked further into the room "'and perceived the ladies.' "'and swept off his cap and bowed before them. "'You must pardon my bold entrance,' he said, "'when an officer is on duty. "'The pardon is granted freely,' said Doña Catalina. "'You have met my daughter?' "'I have not had the honor.' "'The Doña presented them, "'and Olita retreated to her corner again "'and observed the soldier. "'He was not ill to look at, "'tall and straight and in a brilliant uniform, "'with a sword dangling at his side. "'As for the captain,' He never had set eyes upon Senorita Lolita before, for he had been at the post at Reina de Los Angeles but a month, having been transferred there from Santa Barbara. But now that he looked at her once, he looked a second time, and a third. There was a sudden light in his eyes that pleased Doña Catalina. If Lolita could not look with favor upon Don Diego Vega, perhaps she would look with favor upon this Captain Ramon, and to have her wedded to an officer would mean that the Polito family would have some protection." "'I could not find my men now in the darkness,' the captain said, "'and so, if it is not presuming too much, "'I shall remain here and await their return.' "'By all means,' Don Carlos said. "'Be seated, senor, and I'll have a servant fetch wine.' "'This senor Zorro has about had his run,' the captain said, "'after the wine had been tasted and found excellent. "'Now and then a man of his sort pops up and endures for a little day, "'but he never lasts long.' "'In the end, he meets the fate.' "'That is true,' said Don Carlos. 
"'The fellow was boasting to us tonight of his accomplishments.' "'I was Commandante at Santa Barbara "'when he made his famous visit there,' the captain explained. "'I was visiting one of the houses at the time, "'else there might have been a different story. "'And tonight, when the alarm came, "'I was not at the Presidio, "'but at the residence of a friend. "'That is why I did not ride out with the soldiers. "'As soon as I was notified, I came. "'It appears that this Signor Zorro "'has some knowledge of my whereabouts, "'and it is careful that I am not in a position "'to clash with him. "'I hope one day to do so.' "'You think you could conquer him, Signor?' Doña Catalina asked. "'Undoubtedly. I understand he really is an ordinary hand with a blade. He made a fool of my sergeant, but that is a different proposition, and I believe he held a pistol in one hand while he fenced, too. I should make short work of the fellow.' There was a closet in one corner of the room, and now its door was open to crack. "'This fellow should die the death,' Captain Ramon went on to say. "'He is brutal in his dealings with men.' "'He kills wantonly, I've heard. "'They say he caused a reign of terror in the north, "'in the vicinity of San Francisco de Assis. "'He slew men regardless, insulted women. "'The closet door was hurled open, "'and Signor Zorro stepped into the room. "'I shall take you to task for that statement, Signor, "'since it is a lie,' the highwayman cried. "'Don Carlos wheeled around and gasped his surprise.' Doña Catalina felt suddenly weak in the knees and collapsed on a chair. Señorita Lolita felt some pride in the man's statement and a great deal of fear for him. "'I I thought you had escaped,' Don Carlos gasped. "'Ha! It was but a trick. My horse escaped, but I did not.' "'Then there shall be no escape for you now,' Captain Ramon cried, drawing his blade. "'Back, señor!' Zorro cried, exhibiting a pistol suddenly. "'I shall fight you gladly, but the fight must be fair. "'Don Carlos, gather your wife and daughter beneath your arms "'and retire to the corner while I cross blades with this teller of falsehoods. "'I do not intend to have a warning given out that I am still here.' "'I thought you escaped,' Don Carlos gasped again, "'seemingly unable to think of anything else, and doing as Signor Zorro commanded. "'A trick,' the highwayman repeated, laughing. "'It is a noble horse I have.' "'Perhaps you heard a peculiar cry from my lips. "'My beast is trained to act at that cry. "'He gallops away wildly, making considerable noise. "'And the soldiers follow him. "'And when he has gone some distance, he turns aside and stops. "'And after the pursuit is passed, he returns to await my bidding. "'No doubt he's behind the patio now. "'I shall punish this captain, and then mount and ride away.' "'With a pistol in your hand?' Ramon cried. "'I put the pistol on the table.' "'There. There it remains if Don Carlos stays in the corner with the ladies. "'Now, Captain!' "'Signor Zorro extended his blade, and with a glad cry, Captain Ramon crossed it with his own. "'Captain Ramon had some reputation as a master of fence, "'and Signor Zorro evidently knew it, for he was cautious at first, leaving no opening, "'on defense, rather than attack. "'The captain pressed him back, his blade flashing like streaks of lightning in a troubled sky.' Now Signor Zorro was almost against the wall near the kitchen door, and in the captain's eyes the light of triumph already was beginning to burn. He fenced rapidly, giving the highwayman no rest, standing his ground and keeping his antagonist against the wall. And then Signor Zorro chuckled, for now he had solved the other's manner of combat and knew that all would be well. The captain gave ground a little as the defense turned into an attack that puzzled him. 
Signor Zorro began laughing lightly. "'Twere shame to kill you,' he said. "'You are an excellent officer, I've heard, and the army needs a few such. But you have spoken falsehood regarding me, and so must pay a price. Presently I shall run you through, but in such manner that your life will not emerge when I withdraw my blade.' "'Booster!' the captain snarled. "'As to that, we shall see presently.' "'Ha! I almost had you there, my captain. "'You're more clever than your big sergeant, "'but not half clever enough. "'Where do you prefer to be touched, "'the left side or the right?' "'If you are so certain, "'run me through the right shoulder,' "'the captain said. "'Guard it well, my captain, "'for I shall do as you say. "'Ha!' "'The captain circled, "'trying to get the light of the candles "'in the highwayman's eyes, "'but Signor Zorro was too clever for that. "'He caused the captain to circle back, "'forced him to retreat, brought him to a corner. "'Now, my captain!' he cried. "'And so he ran him through the right shoulder, "'as the captain had said, "'and twisted the blade a bit as he brought it out. "'He had struck a little low, "'and Captain Ramon dropped to the floor, "'a sudden weakness upon him. "'Signor Zorro stepped back and sheathed his blade. "'I ask the pardon of the ladies for this scene,' he said, "'and I assure you that this time I am indeed going away.' "'You will find that the captain is not badly injured, Don Carlos. "'He may return to his presidio within the day.' "'He removed his sombrero and bowed low before them, "'while Don Carlos sputtered and failed to think of anything to say "'that would be mean and cutting enough. "'His eyes for a moment met those of the Senorita Lolita, "'and he was glad to find that in hers there was no repugnance. "'Buenas noches,' he said, and laughed again. "'And then he dashed to the kitchen and into the patio.' "'and found his horse awaiting him there, as he had said it would be, "'and was quick to mount and ride away. "'We hope you enjoyed Chapter 7 through 9 of The Mark of Zorro. "'This is your host and storyteller, John Hagedorn. "'Until next Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, everyone, "'stay safe, and we'll be back soon.'